Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and joining me this week is possibly the greatest collection. It's like Avengers Assemble, the greatest collection of West Ham related football pundits we've ever collected into this room, which during the daytime is a brothel. <laughs> this how, how disused <laughs> boardroom of a, of Jim a, will be delighted of a, <laughs> of a sex workers collective in London's West End in the evening serves as the nerve center of a series of podcasts we've just we've just followed the whistleblowers into this room the whistleblowers podcast which is generally about about all things to do with football, um, presented by Mark Webster, who is a big West Ham fan. Uh, joining me this week, uh, he has been with us since practically the beginning of Stop Hammer Time. He is known as Gnome. Do you, do you need that Gnome? As a, is that, is that uh, a secret identity? It's not a secret no? identity, not no. Secret. Everybody knows me as Gnome. Everybody knows you as Gnome. On, uh, I, did, I thought I might have blown your cover. Uh, um, no, no, there's being, no cover there. Like Alexander Litvinenko, <laughs> you'd end up being poisoned in a sushi bar if I, because I'd blown your cover. From, from KUMB, from KUMB, the go-to electronic internet site for all things West Ham, it's Gordon Thrower. Good evening. Hello, Gordon. Strange sense of deja vu, like I've been here before. That's right, that's right. We've had a tape stop, as it's called in the industry, even though uh-huh. nothing's on tape anymore. And we've had to go back to the beginning of the podcast again. Ah, so right. I'm trying to say some things that I said when I first introduced us, but also trying to keep it fresh for myself. Thank God for that. I thought it was my old brain problem coming back yes, to me. Yes, absolutely. That's those dark drinking days. Jim's not here uh, because uh, uh, the uh, last week... As you, as you, those of you that might have listened to it uh, will know, Jim did a poem. Uh, his muse, his muse came back to him, and obviously Jim's muse is crystal meth. And so Jim <laughs> is taking a week off. He's at the priory. At, he's at a facility. Yes. Well, now I can't name the facility, but it's the priory. And uh, yeah, just just relax. Down on the south coast, just taking things in hand. <laughs> Unfortunately, and uh, also joining us, uh, it's radio producer Supremo. It's Mark Sandell. Hello, Phil. Hello, Mark. 
Uh, good to see you. And, and likewise. And it is a, it's a great gathering this evening. You've got a great panel. It's a nice, it's a good, it's a good panel, isn't it? Excellent yeah. panel. This is uh, also with us this evening. Uh, he is, uh, for us, he is, this season's, uh, he is this season's top discovery because many people, including ourselves, went, we should get the bloke that does uh, the H-List blog. He's great. And uh, then I thought, well, I will. And I emailed him and he came. It was much, <laughs> it's quite easy in the end. There's almost no detective work. Exactly how the Avengers work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very much, yeah. yeah. At the end of the previous movie, Samuel L. Jackson goes to visit someone who hasn't been in that movie and goes, do you want to be in the next movie? We'll all do a big movie together in about four movies' time. Yes. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson, for a while, just did about six seconds in every, every Marvel superhero film <laughs> and then did a lot and then was killed, from what I can gather from these movies. You know more about it than So that. I sent Samuel Jackson, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, to get uh, uh, the man who wrote The H List, and he's here with us. He is James Cairns. Hello. Hello, James. Uh, hello, Phil. Hello. <laughs> That's the kind of banter. Yeah, yeah we've got an hour of this. Yeah, yeah, we've got an hour of, um, it's mainly greeting. <laughs> about 45 minutes of greeting and then about a minute of football. Um, so, um, we'll start straight in um, with uh, the last game that we played. Um, now, those of you who know me will be aware that I like to watch every football match the way the fan of a team relegated on the last day of the season does. So, every game, win, lose or draw, I stay in my seat hours after the game's finished, alone, looking around, unable to take it all in and weeping softly. Then, before they close the stadium, I go and meet Jim in the pub. And because this is how I watch football, this is my routine, I very much see every time after the match, when everyone's gone home, the team comes back out again and does a cool down, by which I mean they jog around the pitch gently, re-lengthening muscles, getting rid of lactic acid and lowering the heart rate. And this is what they did after the Spurs game. And Liverpool were there too. And while the Hammers were jogging around, loosening their muscles, Liverpool banged in four goals and everyone was happy. And uh, that was uh, that's uh, that's our review of the Liverpool game. Moving on. Um, no. Uh, so what do we uh, what do we make of uh, what do we make of uh, that game, the Liverpool game? Well, the, not um, not for the first time this season. Um, there were yeah, the promising moments in the first half. Um, Two 0 down, and then the second anything really nasty happened to us, like a, a Mr. Swarbrick's. I can't decide which one of those two penalties to give so I won't, I won't give, give either, either of them. Uh, moment and that was it it was watching them jog back and you know yes, it was you could, it, it was sod this for a game of soldiers let's because you know, with, gl- with the glass half full attitude you could argue we could have could have had three goals couldn't we I mean Byron mm, missing mm, that one early yeah. on the penalty you've got to argue that even without Noble we probably hopefully would have got it and Someone obviously wouldn't. I used double miss yes. so on the other hand they could have had Twelve. Yes. You know, that's the, yeah. Slight problem with that yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slight imbalance. Yes. yes. <laughs> However, having said that, three I mean, twelve would have been a yes. fairly good. If you'd <laughs> gone to the bookies, you like your rugby. Three twelve. Yes. You might have. I mean, at the end of the day, though, I mean, you got Swarbrick there, and um, you know, two one might have actually kicked some life, kicked some life into the backside. Yeah. It was sorely needed, and because um, also got, you got the impression the fans were just desperate for something to to give yes, us something yes, to cheer yes, about, yes, and, yes, and uh, yes. you know that if that had been if that as you say if we would just got one back then we might still have got thrashed, but yeah. the noise would have been different, the atmosphere would yes, have been different. True, yeah. I, I thought it was a sort of a reasonably fair reflection of the season itself. Really, you know, it kind of mm. probably wasn't as bad as it looked, and no. there were extenuating circumstances, and there were moments of uh, near joy almost, but. 
in the end, it was awful. Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of how yes. I view the whole season, really. Yeah. It, just, it was a fitting end, I would say. It is one of those seasons we, we, we've sort of mentioned a couple of times uh, on the podcast. Those sort of seasons that are unsatisfying from beginning to end and feel mm. like you're just playing catch-up and that the team's never right. The middle Allardyce Premier Premier season was like so his his third season mm-hmm. not including yeah. the, the you know so uh, that was like that and the Grant season was a bit like that in fact the Grant season teased us by having a real rally after the transfer window we got Bar in because mm. we beat Liverpool didn't we we beat Stoke and Liverpool yep, and it looked right. good and yeah. we were saying we won't go down mm. we can't possibly go down now and then it just settled back into a kind of horrific tale till that capitulation on the last day of the season I think we've been a bit fortunate not to go down actually I think mm. you know, if you look at say Hull, Burnley and Sunderland at home all very fortunate victories yeah yeah and we've been a bit lucky that there have been some awful teams you know yes, Sunderland yes. are a terrible historically terrible team um, and, well, you know, Sunderland were never going to stay up because they're six points from Newcastle suddenly gone <laughs> hadn't it <so. laughs> that's right um that was extraordinary, that Vinalden decision, wasn't it? Because uh, that just the it's almost as if, you know when a goalkeeper makes a great save, but it's such a fingertip save that um, in order to get a free kick, he denies having saved mm. it. I felt <laughs> yeah. that Vinalden's sheer skill in handling the ball with the arm he was using to elbow someone in the face was such a complex piece of skill that he should have somehow been rewarded for it by its well, sheer he, well, acknowledgement. He was rewarded. He was. He was rewarded. And also, I only didn't see it at the time, even though it was right in front of where we sit, but seeing it on Match of the Day, the look on his face told, yes. told you yes. everything, yes. didn't it? Absolutely. He knew he could not quite believe yeah. he'd got away with that. Yes, you know. exactly. What was, the, what was the Blackadder phrase as guilty as a puppy sitting suspicious? next to a rather fresh pile of poo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it was extraordinary. Um, I thought uh, that... Um, sorry, just on yeah, that point, though, having said that, that really doesn't forgive no. what happened in the 40 seconds after that, no, which no, was no, yeah. just unbelievable. You've seen the, the clip back yes. of Norfolk, specifically Norfolk, but yes. Collins as well. Yeah, yeah Collins yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, Collins sort of gave up the moment he made that little yeah. turn inside. Yeah, and he yeah. just That was, I think, unforgivable. Because, again, we were looking for anything just to cling to. If, it, yeah. say, if you know, a desperate stop had just you know, kept that out yeah. and we yeah. could still have booed about yeah. Winston Reid. You know, but it, well, that was awful. That was a uh, capitulation, the, you know. Yes, I can't cool. remember if it was the third or fourth goal, but somebody hit the bar. And it was when Eldon, wasn't it? Hit the yeah, and, and the team froze again, right. going, Oh, that nearly went in, and just watched it. And it's then like, it was like they were in shock, yeah. And then it ended up with Cortinio's shot, didn't it? But, yes. but, but again, that was just ball watching, that yeah. was just kind of that. It, and it did feel like things like that, that reaction after the Van Elden elbow, and whatever that goal was, the third or the fourth, or the Cortinio one. Um, that did feel like a team knackered at the end of the season, yeah. just going, yeah, do whatever you want, mate. You yeah. know, um, What I thought was a shame that was that, that <coughs> Bilic made that change to a kind of 4-4-2 um, sort of formation. Uh, and it looked in the sort of 90 seconds before then their goal went in uh, uh, that it might be working. Uh, 
But it just knocked the stuffing out of us. And that's the second goal, I think. It was on about 55 minutes or something. It was Fagouli's finest minute of the season, I would have thought. That, yeah, that, yeah. That little, he just twinkled a little bit there, well, didn't he? And you're like, he oh, has, you never know. To his credit. Yeah. But we did know, unfortunately. <laughs> to his credit, he has done that a few times. He has made a difference. Yeah. When, um, away at West Brom, we went to that. And that was, you know, we went two down there, I think, straight away. And then he came on and he just ran at them. And uh, he did terrorise them. His trouble is his final ball... I think when people are on his wavelength, he's he's better. I mean, in a way, um, when Lanzini sort of comes inside, uh, he makes people like Ayu play better and uh, Faguli play better. There's some, you know, nice interplay between those guys. Um, I mean, talking of those the acquisitions in the summer and uh, um, people we might buy this coming summer um, is possibly someone we'll get onto. But yeah, it was a um, you know. I think we may have covered that game. The game. It was just, we were sort of um, in the same way that Wenger was complaining about, uh, um, was Wenger, no, Wenger was complaining about us, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Wenger was complaining about us. We were on holiday. Apparently. Yeah, we, M- much we, like we, I think we, we were, were when bits, we yeah. lost 5-1 and 3-0 to them when <laughs> yeah. he wasn't too bothered about it. At right. that point. For goodness sake, how much more do you want, Arsene yeah, Wenger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you have thought, wouldn't you be a little bit more concerned about the fact that your your own players took a bit of a mid season break, um, yeah. you know, which is possibly going to cost you fourth place rather than uh, yeah, some As other team. Most seasons they do that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be getting used to it by now, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is a period in every Arsenal season where they just forget to play for a while, don't they? It's a massive sort of. Anyone thing. stick around for the lap of honour afterwards? I'm afraid, no, I'm afraid I was, no, I was on my way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I never do. <laughs> no. I, I, well, they are strange when they lose, aren't they? Those uh, those last games when they lose are quite odd. I think I've missed a few when 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 they've lost. I mean, I, I have um, sort of various press room duties to attend to, so I tend to go second to final whistle's gone anyway. Although I do stay to the bitter end of the final whistle. Um, I've not walked out before. Uh, the last home game. Under Grant, uh, I, I can only imagine I missed the lap of honour in that because it was such a capitulation. Who was, who was I think we lost 3-0 to Sunderland. Sunderland yes, yeah, so I think it was Sunderland. We lost a week in the week before. It was actually 3-0 to Sunderland was under Kevin Keane. Oh, of course, yes. Because I suddenly remember the press conference, which, was, right. which was quite refreshing because um, Keane, Keane sat there and they asked him if he wanted a job and he said, well, it's the second time I've done the caretaker and... I think it's the second 3-0 defeat we've had. He mm. says, so I'm not very good at the auditions, am I? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, it's just so much refreshing after months of Grant sort of mumbling stuff. and Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of that, you know. I, saw, I bumped into Kevin Keane at uh, Staines Town uh, a couple of years ago, and it was just after he'd, he'd left West Brom. Remember he was working, I think, with Steve. Uh, yeah. and, at Steve the time, yeah. and at the time, the story was about there was dressing room revolt and Berahino was in the middle of it and... That's why Clark had to go. And I, I said to Kevin Keane, I said, was, was it like that? Was it really poisonous? And he said, no. He said, if you want a poisonous atmosphere, the dressing room that season, we went down under Avram Grant. He said, it was the most poisonous he'd Interesting. ever known. He said, you know, there were people not speaking to yeah. each other. There were, yeah. you know, factions. And yeah. I, I know it's not surprising given how they played. Yeah. But <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. He just left a job that he was upset about leaving. Yes. And he said, nothing like as bad as that. You, you know, know. It, it, uh, 
obviously on this podcast we've had uh, a lot of sort of kind of legendary West Ham players and sort of a lot of the boys of 86 and, and uh, Alan and Dix and players from a little later than the boys of 86. But it would just be great to get someone like Carlton when they've given up and don't have to talk anymore. Um, I was sort of in touch with Jack Collison. I really want to get him on this podcast. Someone who can kind of fairly dispassionately talk about... Because what's fascinating, and we talk about this a lot, is that something, that some malaise survived from the uh, Zola era to the Grant era and something that Grant was just too lazy to address just kept going. Obviously, Upson as captain was something he could have just fixed straight away and made Scott Parker the captain since every journalist (laughs) thought he was the captain anyway. You know, and it's like clearly would have been a better captain. And you could just come in and go, yeah, I've I've talked to a couple of people around the club. You know, Matt, I'm going to... You step down. Scotty, I'm going to make you captain. It would have been so easy, but he didn't even do that. And clearly some... Because the way that team would collapse ex- just kept going from the Zola era to the Grant era. And, you know, you hear a little about what happens behind the scenes, you know, on the training ground at football clubs. And it's sort of fascinating. It's sort of... You know, the job of football manager, what a really good manager does, you know. I mean, you know, Mourinho losing the Chelsea dressing room completely last season. Mm. They switched manager and then they're back to being champions again. I mean, well, something mm. crazy what happened there. But I don't know whether you read, there's been quite a few pieces over the weekend about how Conte has changed the culture at, at Chelsea, uh, mm. including mm. right from diet to uh, uh, going to the staff Christmas do, yeah. know, which apparently was a tradition that the manager used to, you know, generously provide a video. You know, he thought it'd be a good idea just to go there. We're all supposed to be the same club. Yeah, yeah. And he got their diet different. He organised a family fun day before the season started yeah. where all the players could turn up with their kids. And, and he changed it from top to yeah, bottom. And, you know, he shook hands with everybody when he arrived. In the yeah, yeah. And it just shows yeah. how somebody can transform a club that's got so many vested interests around that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it can be done. And I would love to see Slavin do that Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I thought yeah. it was interesting, though, on Sunday, that was the first time, having looked at West Ham all season, that I thought the players stopped playing for him. Yeah, and actually, yeah. I think the the thing that has been the redeeming feature of this season has been that they've kept going. Yeah, I think broadly, yes. pretty much every time. And I'm thinking back to something like the United game at home. Yeah, for Gooley off after 15 minutes or something, but they really kept, kept going. going. They played yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. Could have got something out of it. Yeah, but then you see that clip of Nordvite and Collins yeah, on, yeah. on Sunday, and you think, uh, yeah. you know, it is two games from the end of the season. Yeah. I, I get there's lots of extenuating circumstances. Yeah. But they didn't look like they were busting no, no, no. their backsides to, I mean, the to only, do anything. The no, only I mean, other player I've seen look that bad in a game was um, Payet up at Man United in the League Cup. Yeah. The yeah. 4-0 or whatever yes, it was. Yes, yeah. yes, And, you know, the ball was there and he just gave it away. It just did not move. That no. was the first inkling. I thought, there's something wrong there. He does not give a monkey. No, 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 no. Well, and I think, I mean, I think they... Um, uh, that little run of games after Christmas where it was clear that, you know, if we could just get to 40 points, we'd be OK. And then we just contrived to not get to 40 points by <laughs> losing games line, from a drawing position and yeah. drawing games from a winning position. That was a, you know, that's not just the defence. That's a kind of team defending thing that didn't happen. And I do worry a little bit about Village's sort of just putting a bit of grit and steel into the team. We'll carry on with this uh, uh, after uh, this message.
Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star second across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Um, yes. Um, now, uh... Just as one thing, sorry, yep. Phil, before you move on, was that the, uh, you talked about that Grant team and the collapses mm, and everything. Mm. Well, we've had quite a lot of those this season, haven't mm. we? Yes. We've had some absolute hidings this season, uh, mm, uh, mm. Of, of which Sunday was one as well. And I know you talked about whether the players are always, you know, playing for something. They're, 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 we've had some really horrible capitulations this year. Yes, yes. And the previous season, and I know the previous season is, you know, going to be rose-tinted forever, but we took one hiding, I think, that year, and that was away at Tottenham. Away at Spurs, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, and this season, you, you know, you, you stopped counting. No, we've conceded four or more on five occasions at home, yeah. and that's before you go to West Brom away and all that. that. And that, yeah. is, that, that, yeah. cannot, that cannot be right. No, the game, yeah. across the season, uh, three or more is an incredibly high number uh, out of a 30 well, I don't even season. think Sunday was in now top three or bottom three worst performances no, of no, the year. No, like no, no. It gave it a good go, no, but I don't think it was as bad as either of the Man City games or the Arsenal game. Um, uh, that says something. Anyway, um, now last week, uh, Mikhail Antonio was named least worst hammer of the year uh, <laughs> at an award ceremony at the prestigious Leicester Forest East Motorway Service Station <laughs> southbound side, which un- inconveniently meant attendees had to go past it up to Junction 22 and come back down, except for Gokhan Torre. You've actually gone and researched junction numbers for the purpose yeah. of that gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for Gokhan Torre, who tried to throw a U-turn and whose passengers were killed. <laughs> First to arrive was David Sullivan, who was lowered from a gold helicopter addressed as Mercury Messenger of the Gods, accompanied by the song Eye of the Tiger, although due to an iTunes playlist mix-up, it was Tiger Feet by Mud. Don't mind me, said Sullivan, stepping into a carriage made of champagne pulled by four unicorns dressed up to look like horses, which took him the ten yards to his seat. Tonight is about the players, not me, he added. As the squad began to arrive by air ambulance, ambulance, sea ambulance, and those little light blue three-wheeler fiberglass cars that you don't see anymore, whatever happened to them? Well, I'll tell you. They were called Invercars, and they were free on the NHS to wounded servicemen after the war. That's right, the NHS. The one the Tories want to privatise so that about ten of their mates can make a few million quid more than they've already got. They kept making those cars till 1976, and they were still on the road right up to 2003 when they were banned because they were a bit unsafe, which is quite ironic, isn't it, Alanis? People that are already disabled could possibly be disabled by driving a car for disabled people. Anyway, all squad players attended except Andre Ayew, who, despite being there, somehow missed it. I was sitting next to him, said a bemused Edemilson Fernandez, but he still missed it even though he was there. It seemed easier to be there than to miss it. Yeah, all right, Edemilson, we get it. It's a play on the word miss. Jesus Christ, what do you want, a medal? 
James Collins flew in at the last minute from Dubrovnik, where he is currently filming Game of Thrones as new character Jenwick Redbeard, Raper of Dragons and People. The evening began with a short promotional film featuring Ray Winston encouraging everyone there to buy season tickets for next year's campaign. The £99 kids offer proved too much for Domingos Kina, who bought two. In a last-minute change, Tony Cotty and Bianca Westwood co-hosted the event after a dress rehearsal with Frank McAvenny and Bianca Westwood went horribly wrong when Frank asked Bianca to reach into a box on his lap to pull out Declan Rice's Least Bad Young Hammer of the Year award. She said, it won't come out of the box, Frank. It seems to be stuck. And he said, keep pulling, keep pulling. Now push it back in again. Now pull it out again, then back, then out. As Michel Antonio made his way to the stage, first by wheelchair, then Stanna Stairlift, the mechanism of which trapped Andy Carroll's man bun and dragged him up onto the stage by his head, and he is expected to return to the first team training in March 2019. As Mikel arrived, the audience stood up, which proved too much for Diafrasacco's back, and he too is expected to return to training sometime in March 2019. Instead of a speech... Antonio threw down his crutches, leg calipers and stepped out of his power loader like Sigourney Weaver wears in The End of Aliens and performed a short trademark interpretive dance to express his feelings using elements of jazz ballet, zumba and old school electric boogaloo. Antonio conveyed in dance how proud he was to be least worst hammer of the year and joined such illustrious company as Dimitri Payet and Paul Ince. If I have half the career those two had, I'll be happy, said a tearful Andonio, as a cluster of mysterious red dots appeared on his forehead, possibly due to a malfunctioning disco lighting system. The speech was met with muted applause, which snapped both of Arthur Masuaku's wrists, and the sound of which frightened Ashley Fletcher, who spent the rest of the evening under a table. As the evening drew to a close and Pedro Obiang's oxygen chamber was being wheeled out of the venue... Alvaro Albaloa and the rest of the catering staff began clearing things away. <laughs> David Sullivan stepped forward. A microphone came down from the ceiling, like in boxing, and concussed Winston Reed, who will be out till early next year. Sullivan led a touching rendition of I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Unfortunately, due to an iTunes playlist mix-up, this was to the tune of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so that's um, sounds like a great night. Yeah, it was a yeah. terrific yeah, night. I wish yeah. I'd been there. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone go? I, I didn't know. No. It was only nine hundred pounds a ticket. Well, who, who could not have gone to that? Oh, um, if I'd known it was that cheap, I'd have gone twice. Yeah, it is. I know it's been going. It's been on for a couple of years now, but it is a shame the old hammer of the year is taken off the pitch now, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. whole, yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was actually something, even in the most ordinary season. Yes. You kind of look forward to that. It was a chance to applaud your three favourites. Yes, well, you yes. Know, the three. But the fact that it's now, as you say, a three hundred pound a head dinner, and yeah, yeah. you know, even somewhere as you know exotic as that, you know, I mean, it's. Uh, I just think that is a shame because that was something that was that was good. You know, Antonio came on, didn't he, just before the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday, it was a very yes, exactly. He's carried on I in think, a sedan chair. And they got, yeah. got interrupted by is it David, was it which one was it David Gold? Yes, it was David Gold. Yeah, yeah. So then, then the interviewer just stopped talking yeah, yeah. to him and then he looked like yeah. he, I've dragged myself down here on my crutches <laughs> yeah, yeah. and now you're not even going to talk <laughs> to me. going to set his, back his recovery months. Yes. Um, and Antonino, you know, fair enough, fair enough. I, I would have yeah. said, you know, one of uh, Reed. In a way, actually, with his late rally, I would have given it to Lanzini. I think he's, yeah, uh, I think he's kept going the whole season. I, I think he, when people, you know, uh, Pete, who does this podcast, Pete Ward, who's who's who was with us, one of those games, 
said, you know, oh, God, he should he should hook Lanzini. He's just making no difference to the game. Uh, but he was out on the wing, and then there was a formation change that pushed him into the middle, and I think he scored the winner. And that was, you know, that was part of the reason he was having no influence was that he was stuck out on the wing. And Post I think he's, Payet, I think he's really stepped up, hasn't he? I think that, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's come, uh, we'll be... It's, it's a sort of accepted truism in West now, but um, yes, it's Payet's it's gone. He's really come out of his shell and... Um, He's thrived on the responsibility, I think. So. Um, we'll get on to this in a minute, but, I, but we, the, I can't let Hammer of the Year go by without a little quiz. We, we all know who's won it most. Do we? Do we? Who's won Hammer of the Year most? Yeah. Brooking. Brooking. Five yeah. times. Five times. Three are drawn on four. Three are drawn on four, the next highest. Bonds. Billy, Billy Bonds. Bonds. Must be Billy Bonds. Bonds. Yeah. I, I, I can't really take part in this because I can see the bit of paper you're oh, holding. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, would, t- would, t- would Tony Cotty um, have got? Hurst, nope. maybe? Or Jeff Hurst? Nope. More, surely. More. Bonds. And then another is on four. Didn't Steve Potts have a run of winning a few in a row? Uh, no. no. It's not in a row. It's it's in total. Uh, dicks. Dicks. Uh, Bonds is, has got the biggest spread. Uh, 1971, he won his first one. 1987, he won his last one. 16 years. Yeah. Much longer than most people's entire careers. It was 50 years ago last week he signed for us. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, great days. Uh, and um, Brookings ones, actually. Brookings won it, as mo- won it most with five. Uh, 1972 to 1984, 12 years. It was just about the... He retired then, more or less, didn't he? Was more or less, yeah, yeah 84, so, yeah. Three are on three and two are on two. Uh, so who are the three on three? Well, Parker. Yes. And those are... Are those all in a row? I think they might I be I think in they a were. I think well, they he, were. Did, he did keep they, us up on his own for yes. three years. Yes. Yeah. So the season that he <laughs> Thanks, the, the season that he went down, he got our player. He actually got the um, the, 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 the footballer. Yeah, that's right. Yes, well, right. the, the football writers. Oh, sorry. The, the right. long, yeah, yeah. The so yes, Scott Parker, and then there's two more on three. Three hammer of the years. Tony Cotty. No. Not Paolo. I think Paolo. No, no they're both on that. one, I think, because he's really, yeah. only once. Um, oh, Ludo, did he? No, no. no. What sort of era are we talking One of them famously scored three goals in a certain football match. Oh, Jeff Hurst, I thought we'd said oh, sorry. Yeah, Jeff Hurst. said that, yes. And, what, what game is that? No. The other one, the other one... Um, he doesn't like is, to talk about The other it. one is tonsorially unconcerned. He is tonsorially unconcerned. Devonshire, or we are we are tonsorially unconcerned about his tonsorial. Oh, Martin, oh, Alvin, Martin. Martin. yes, Alvin, yeah. So Jeff Hurst, Alvin Martin, Scott Parker, and um, <laughs> two are on two. Peters, you pick up two? No, just the one. one. Just the yeah, one. Just the one. When did it start? It started in the mid sixties, did it? Or did it start uh, in fifty eight? Late fifties. Fifty eight. Yeah. Andy Malcolm, the first one was he? No, these are both pretty. No, was Andy Malcolm the first? Oh, right. Hammer of the year was it? Oh. Uh, I can't remember. You haven't got it written down. No, I'm got it written yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Potts surely won it a couple Potts of times. Potts won yeah. it yeah. twice. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the other one, he's still on two. We're still yeah, on, still on, on two. two. Goalkeepers don't even get it. Phil, I was going to no. say Phil Park. Mark no. Noble oh, Mark has no. run it twice. Oh, really? Mark no, Noble has run it twice. I think your assertion with the the uh, Avengers of West Ham punditry. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. It's to do, yeah, do, you want to just, do you want to re-record yeah. that intro? <laughs> yeah. Just uh, snip that yeah. bit out. I think, I think we're more. I think we're more. We can fix that in post. <laughs> yeah. We'll just we'll just <laughs> take yeah. we'll just take syllables Avengers. from things you've said at other parts. It's a West Ham podcast. Sorry. 
So um, when you said the Avengers, I was thinking Purdy and Gambit and Steed and oh, things like that. Well, yeah, those are new ones, Avengers. of course. Yeah, yeah. Sapphire and Steel as well. And, uh, no, I was thinking that, that, that's the Avengers. Yeah. No, I know. That's, Emma, Emma Peel and a, John Steed, for those yeah, yeah. of us having a certain age. Honor Blackman and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, What's John Steed's name? Uh, Patrick McNeigh. Patrick McNeigh, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, talking of uh, uh, the quality of players we have uh, and uh, the the players we might get in, there's been a couple of things on... We used to When we used to do this podcast, uh, we would occasionally use sort of things from the Facebook post as sort of springboards for discussion. But such is social media now that, that the 120 posts on that subject, on the... <laughs> on the page seem to deal with the subject. Well, there are a couple of things, you know. Um, somebody posted quoting a chunk of your most recent blog, um, James, which, in which you say, uh, now plenty of you might say that we're not at the top level, so players like Zabaleta, who we're thinking of getting, would be fine for us. But surely we're aspiring to top four. If not, what are we here for? Um, look at the names of some of the people that have been leaked as targets, Sturridge, Zabaleta, Toure, Rooney and Hart. Uh, and uh, you say this team is going to be brilliant in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, where are the young players? Where's the attempt to sign players that can actually improve and grow with us? All of those players are, in a way, in, in sort of decline. Um, all very interesting points. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of things that are sort of true uh, in that respect, in that we are probably not in the market for £70 million footballers and, you know, Pogba's and that sort of deal. Um, there was, I mean, maybe even before we get into that, there was another, there was another post, I, I think, in the... I don't think the £70 million footballers are in the market for coming to us. No, that's right. That's, I mean, that's, that's the other thing yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. But there was another post from somebody on Facebook that kind of... Interesting, because it was in the wake of the, 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 the Liverpool game. Uh, apart from Fernandez, Fletcher and Ayu, all this season's signings can fuck off. <laughs> Big clear-out needed and new personnel required. Last Friday, the Spurs game, was clearly a one-off. Watching the Liverpool game, for me, I would keep Faguli and I'd be quite happy to give Fletcher back. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I don't hate Fletcher, but I think he's a little uninspiring. And I also think, and I think I've said this a few times in this podcast, I don't see any kind of just youthful get up and go with him he's a like a feels like he's behaves like a kind of seasoned old pro just doing his job every time he comes onto the pitch he d- I want to see him alone I, I think he needs to go to Leeds which is where I think he was linked with in January just send him up there get kicked about a bit for a yeah, season yeah maybe that's it and tough up a bit he, I mean I know what you mean but he's young very hungry, he's only 29 you know, you know. It, it, well, he came on against Tottenham didn't he you get when Caleri I think was it yes. Caleri yeah, 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 and yeah. I know you know Caleri was awful on Sunday he wasn't the only one and I've got no time for Caleri and obviously everyone sitting around us was saying why the hell is he persisting with Caleri and not giving Fletcher a go then Fletcher came on against Tottenham and we found out yeah uh, somebody I mean, he, he froze didn't he when he went through and you know and I think you know, I can. You can understand why Slavin Bilic was saying, "Well, I'm sorry, but Caleri's probably is the best I've got at the moment." Yeah, mm-hmm. and Caleri. I think the loan argument is a strong one. Caleri worked his nuts off against Spurs. Uh, I mean, this is not a. You know, we sure. can we can yeah. just give him back, aren't we? He's a loaner, yeah. isn't he? Um, uh, Cale- yeah, well, they definitely will. I think yeah, the option yeah. to sign him is 16 million. Yeah, so they won't be. Yeah, won't be exercising. But I really Gosh, felt. Thanks, that, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, let me think about that <laughs> yeah, for a, a minute. Right. <laughs> there was another. You know, back to the sort of the the, the questionable kind of motivational abilities of Slav. There was a game where uh, Fletcher started and at no point tried to close the keeper down when a back pass went in. He was taken off and Zaza came on. Zaza ran at the goalkeeper every time there was a back pass. And you're kind of going, what's... 
what's happening here? Why, you know, that, that, you know, this kid's like 19 or something and he's not trying to close the keeper down. And, and I don't necessarily blame Adam Fletcher, but, I, but it's a sort of front-to-back team pressing performance that, you know, again against Liverpool, having been there against Spurs, was lacking against Liverpool. Mm, yeah, and, we weren't pressing as much. You know. but, but doesn't that lead us then to question the most important signing could well be a new manager, couldn't it? I mean, if, I wonder. I mean, well, yeah. we've, 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 talk, we've talked about all the hidings we've taken. We're talking about some of the tactical nonsense that's gone on. We've talked about the very, you know, through several weeks of you doing this mm. podcast, we talked about how poor the summer signings were, which mm. were the kind of signings that would bolster a squad that was already, do, was already doing very well. Mm, but mm. we weren't. They were, the, the, you know... And I do think there's a question mark over uh, over Slavon Bilic. And yes, I think, the, the, I think the, the Tottenham game, we all went away and it was super Slavon yeah. and everything's fine and you're hugging everyone and it's great. Mm. And then Liverpool was exactly as you said in, in in your blog, James. You know that it was that was back to reality, wasn't it? Mm. it was really back what to he, what, what, season was what about. he has yeah. shown in his defence is because he's 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 changed formation inside of games to you know from from you know, 3-5-2 to 4-4-2 in a game and that's worked. And he also things like that beating we took last season at Spurs he tried Sam Allardyce's Andy Carroll on his own up front in a 4-5-1 it didn't work and we never saw it again never saw it again after after that game he kind of went oh right yeah that's why okay well I won't do that and and he does seem to show a capacity to learn sort of tactically now it sort of feels like I mean I, th- I think it was happening across the league 3-5-2 seemed to come back in vogue so there's been a mixture of 4-4-2 and 3-5-2 and I think that's I find that encouraging in, in Slaven because last year he was all about one up top and five you know <coughs> you know like really just wanted to play one tactic but this this time he sort of mixed it up a bit and and I'm very encouraged by that and I I think good managers are hard to find, and I hope that he, you know, just learns from the mistakes he's made rather than kind of entrenching into a sort of stubborn, deeper position like Sam Allardyce would. I mean, as I say, I mean, there's the case for, um, you know, the the tactical errors that have been made in the course of the season. That's the case for um, getting shot. Um, If I can state the case for the, well, not the defence, because we don't have one, but you know what I mean. the extenuating circumstances, I don't think anybody, um, maybe apart from me, and I'm not saying this in hindsight because I was telling people stuff like this about a year ago, but I said next season is going to be a complete sort of a season at the new ground because yeah. um, <clears throat> I said it's going to take us, well, we're going to have 38 away games, really. Yeah. And um, he's had that to deal with. He's had injuries to deal with. Um He's had Payette to deal with, um, so it's not all entirely the tactics that have. You know, he's had a perfect storm of stuff yeah. um, going against him, and I will say this: I mean, obviously, I've been going doing these press conferences for um, trying to work out how many years now. I mean, I think Rhoda was the first manager um, that I was, um, yeah, therefore for that. And yeah, I've seen managers come and go, and of all the ones I've seen. Probably the one who, you know, when we lose, I mean, yeah, I could see that hurt him on Sunday. He was only there for a couple of minutes because, um, yeah, I think the press was sort of bored with the whole situation. But that hurt, and you compare that. We, we were talking about Grant earlier on, and 
Grant wanted to be there even less than I did. Yeah, Grant yeah, was and, uh, not and, a passionate man. Yeah, I don't think we should be comparing Slavon Village no. with Avram Grant. No, no. I mean, no, I, no, I, I, but I, I, I take all your points yeah, about all um, the extenuating circumstances, yeah, but there, I just there didn't are want the, some question marks. Oh, definitely, I want, yeah. yeah. I just didn't want the argument to be totally one-sided. No, 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 I hope not. I hope not. I'm sure they won't, and I don't think there's any appetite for that. No. But I just think it would be wrong not to ask those questions. Yes, I mean, I would want to feel that he understands that... For me, you know, the problem from the beginning of the season was the back four, was because you know, we were so good with uh, Jenkinson and Cresswell bombing up. You know, that that helped with the whole pressure thing, and he uh, willfully dismantled that uh, by mm. not buying a backup mm. left back, thinking that somehow Cresswell was made of metal, mm. and 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 it took Cresswell being injured to even buy a backup left back. We would have started that season without one. Then the whole mania for turning Antonio into a right back. Bizarre. Then he began the season with. So that's not extenuating, um, is it? That's yeah, no, it's true. He began the season with. He began the season with a central pairing of um, Collins and Reed. When I would say the younger Italian international Ogbonna is better than Collins, and it took him about four games to work that out. And you're going, the player plays for Italy, and also we watched him last season, and he was really good. You've started a new season going, I'm going to sort of, I'm gonna, which is the oldest central defender? I think I'll pick him. First time on the, you know, it's, like, it's just <laughs> crazy, crazy. And then bought Font in January, who's yes, you know, yeah. the same sort of age. Yeah, and sold Tompkins. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. so he willfully dismantled his own defence. Very similar thing happened when we came up uh, one year and we sold Keen, uh, we sold <coughs> Robson and Keen, and those were two players that caused us to be promoted into the Premiership. We sold those two and bought one untested striker from Celtic, where anyone can kick a ball in a goal. In uh, you know, if you play for Celtic. The goalkeeper gets, I think, ten a season. Is that everyone? <laughs> the lady who sells pies, because uh, quite often reaches double figures. And uh, you know, we bought Dale Gordon and go, oh, this this would be good. So we get rid of these two. You know, the the, the heart of our midfield. And of course, we went down again. Mm. We went down again. I uh, would say I think that I, I'm on the billets out bandwagon, such as there is. But I would also say caveat that hugely. Anyone you bring in would struggle. Mm. I think working yeah. with all the circumstances that have been going on around the stadium move plus our board, who I think are very mm. difficult to work for. And actually, we would gain far more by replacing Sullivan with a proper, genuine director of football who knows what they're doing uh, than um, with a going new back manager. To, going back to my Conte example, I wonder if Billich would, have been, would be allowed to do that at West Ham yes, in the way that yes. Conte has yeah. clearly been allowed yeah. to do that at Chelsea. And I, you know, I, I, I have no idea what the answer is, but I, I suspect it is yeah. Yeah. probably not the well, case. Well, I think Conte would get us to about eighth. Seventh or eighth in the yeah, league, yeah, with, the, with, the, with yeah. our squad, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah we, we, we don't. I mean, people are people are happy on social min- media to sort of spend Sullivan Gold's money for, <coughs> it, but they don't have the money of uh, of uh, Qatari princes and Russian oligarchs. They simply don't have that money. And uh, this this extraordinary. Um, I thought when we moved into a new stadium, we'd you know we'd be a sort of a top <coughs> fourteen. Anyone that says that, what what made you think that? What made you think that? In that film, Iron Men, Sullivan says directly down the bottle of the camera that seat revenues from a bigger stadium will bring in about 12 million. That's one footballer. That's one yeah. footballer. One not expensive footballer. What, one it, leg know, of one yeah, footballer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, the, the, hopefully over the years, more investment will come in through being, you know, a big club in a prestige sort of, you know, large stadium. But it wasn't supposed to happen instantly. But that said, you know, there is... 
we've had some good. You know, this was our first really bad transfer window. You know, we've the, the unheard of players like <laughs> like Cuyati, Lanzini, Sacco over those past few years have been fantastic sort of purchases yeah. for us. And you're right about that. You know, you're when, right about the extenuating. But uh, you know, and we also, I don't think there is somebody out there that we're thinking. No. You know, quite often when a West Ham exactly, manager exactly. is under pressure, yeah. there's somebody out there. Yeah, yeah. Think, oh, yeah. Well, actually, that'll be you we, know, if not Billich, who? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, exactly. There is. I mean, but, again, I'm playing devil's advocate to a large degree. But even then, the dismantling of the defence. Yes, we sold Tompkins. The reason we sold Tompkins was that when everyone fit, you had a combination of three of Ogbonna, Reed, Collins, and Tompkins. Um, Tompkins, sorry, and Tompkins was not going to get game time he would get plenty of game time and well he would have done Cause, because cause, cause it's, it's an attrational it's an attritional position but, but yeah. fullback center back said I want off so you know I, I'll, I'll be first choice at Crystal but I've Palace said this, and, you know. but I've said this hundreds of times it's like Bobby Moore wanted to leave the club and was persuaded to stay again by by his manager yeah. uh, and Trevor well. Booking wanted to leave the club and was persuaded to stay but that's Billich's job is to persuade him to stay Especially when he went back to th- when he went to three at the back, Tompkins would have played more games than probably Collins. Um, almost, yeah, as certainly it, as Collins. It transpired, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> as it transpired. But then, and but of that, course, but that's then what you, but that's what a squad is. The a squad of, is like insurance; it's predicting yeah. Yeah. what the next nine I, months are going to be. The like. buying of font was that because Ogbonna basically. Yeah, had, had, you know, his that's season right. was gone, and, and we needed you, someone. So, but that's yes, it was overpriced. That's what you tell. But we were suddenly desperate, and that was. Yeah, I mean, but Tompkins that's what you would tell Tompkins. Re- yeah, you know. but mm. Tompkins having gone, you can't sort of rewind. So, well, actually, can we have Tompkins back? We need him. No, now. but we're talking about so things. We we're about the but we're talking. We're yeah, talking yeah, about exactly. the decision. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. talking but about things done. we blame British for. I, I know you can't. Yeah, I know you can't. Oh, you signed Font, who's an old player. Well, yeah, we had no options at that point. Yeah, the decision. Yeah, but you're you're supporting what we're saying by saying we had no option that decision because we had sold our. We had so, I mean, what, what would you have done at that point? You've got your, your, no, your yeah, best set and a half is, yeah. is injured. You've got to get someone in. No. Um, clearly, the youngsters we understand aren't that. trusted enough to do that. You've yeah. got to buy someone. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we understand that. We're not questioning... Yeah. Oh, no, no. We're, yeah, we're, sure we're saying that the, that the creation of the situation where we <coughs> oh, had yes, to buy yeah, him yeah. was a mistake and bad, but, and I would put it down to... I would put that down to Billich. Yeah. Um, but there is that thing of, you know, obviously talking of people that are on the downward sort of trajectory of their career that's the thing with p- people you've heard of you know it's like you 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 sort of can't win especially on social media if you start kind of going uh okay we've got this guy his name's uh Nadzeki and he plays in the Romanian league oh we just gave us you know if they turn out to be yeah, great yeah. it's like well we're getting we've some nobody never in, heard yeah. we're getting some nobody in yeah. and then if you go we're getting yeah. this well, his name's Lanzini and he plays in yeah, you know, exactly, Qatar exactly. you know wherever it was absolutely, we got from. exactly but exactly. I, I mean my the thing you read out before was you obviously facetious but you know some of those mm-hmm. names you know <laughs> have been leaked because the club leaks like a sieve yeah, around yeah, all yeah. this kind of yeah. stuff because they're totally um uh <clears throat> you, sort of bound to how fans feel about things yeah, and they, they, yeah. they sort of take that seriously. Um, but it does concern me that I feel like quite often Sullivan's very much like, I've heard of him. Yeah, and that's yeah, how we ended yeah. up with Font. That's how yeah. we ended up with Snodgrass. And he'd actually seemed to have loosened the range, to his credit, actually, yeah. for the two transfer winners you um, referenced before when we got 
Presswell, Valencia, Chiarte, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all those yeah. guys. You know, that was Tony Henry brought those yeah, guys in. Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, Sullivan showed a bit of self-awareness yeah. there, you know, and wins the lot tonight, but I think he deserved credit for that. Yes. But he seems to have lost his nerve. And so in January, you know, as Gordon says, we were desperate. Yeah. Oh, it's not grass, you know, font. There seemed to be a pressure to to buy someone just for sheer cosmetic reasons. Yes, for sheer I sort, sort of decoration, well. yeah. decoration reasons, really. Uh, especially since we had just put... 25 million into our bank account by selling Pie. There was yeah. a sort of there was a sort of appetite to see that spent because that sort of satisfies football fans. Yeah. yeah, I would be really happy if we could sort of get rid of Snodgrass in the window, but I don't think we will. Well, I mean, the fact he's not in the team now yes. when nine people yes. are injured yeah. probably yeah. speaks to the fact that yeah. they don't rate him now. No, They've had no, a look at him. No. You know, but I mean, settle, I talking of Lanzini as we were and how great he's been, I, I would say that the the you know, I mean. Our top half of the Premier League players, I would say, are Lanzini, Kayate, Reed. I would say, and possibly Ogbonna, uh, which is good because that's a you know that's a kind of a, at least half a spine. Uh, mm. uh, you know, um, I think you know for central defence, we might have to bring in another sort of central defender. Um, I because agree. we've got two 33-year-olds and uh, they're going to get kicks and they are, they're neither the quickest. Um, but it's not a pro. We could go ahead with, with what we've got if, if Oxford comes through as well. And that's, you've got to, some of these guys have got to start coming through. You've got to start, you know, we've got yeah. to start growing our own, you know. It's like, you know, Martinez, is he going to work out? Mm. Samuelson, you know, Samuelson, you go, he can't be worse than Snodgrass or Gokan Torre. Put him in, you know. Put him Together. in the rotation. Yeah. Put him in the rotation, equally with 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 certainly those guys. The academy um, is the elephant in the room. Hasn't produced anybody for no, ten years. No, no. Um, and until that starts working, you know. I mean, again, this week I talk a bit about Spurs. You know, mm, they, mm. you know their academy delivered them Kane, Harry Winks. Yeah. Even players like Mason and Livermore, they sold them. Yes. And, you know, yes. we're not even producing the £5 million player who no. goes to, you know, the championship. No, no. And that's a concern, really. I mean, it, no. you know, getting Harry Kane is, that's it, luck. You know, we produce good, degree. solid pros, don't we? It's like sort of Garcia and Sears. And, uh, I mean, uh, Leon Britton's had a sort of quite a good footballing career, hasn't he? Absolutely. You know, but, uh, you know, 10 years one. ago, really. Yes, that's right. he, yeah. he started at Arsenal. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Holland. Uh, you know, we, we do produce... Good solid pros, you know. Junior Stanislas is a is a is a yeah. decent player, but we haven't, you know, probably our highest flying one has been Tompkins, who hasn't flown <coughs> super high. Um, no, but you know, got ten million in, and that's yeah, quite, yeah, you know, that's right. The academy yeah. can pay for itself. Yeah, that's but, right. Which is not even producing, uh, you know, no, players no. to Talking do that. Which, um, uh, Terry Wesley signed a new three-year deal today, didn't he? Mm, so mm. I just hang that one up in the air there. <laughs> yeah. But some of these guys have got to start going in. You, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to imagine that uh, Oxford has got to be involved in it next season. And Samuelson as well. He's just going right. This Samuelson's is just... always impressed me whenever I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Presumably you, you bring Cullen back, do you? I mean, Cullen, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it? yeah. I mean, Burke is another one, I think. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, I I would uh, certainly send Fletcher out on loan. Obviously, send Caleri back and. You're sort of really looking at three strikers in the window. I would, I would want to get hold of three strikers. I mean, well, Christ. they can't rely on Sacco and Carroll no, to no, stay fit. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely, so, no. I, I yeah. think it's got to be three. And you know, I'd be I'd perfectly happy with uh, um, one of those three being Jermaine Defoe. I think that would be, and that seems to be the rumor. Just won't go away. It feels like that might could, happen. Couldn't we sign four, and one of them then can have the traditional pre-season injury? 
that keeps them out till Christmas. Yeah, that's right. And, well, and yeah. they've got that built-in redundancy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I think you know, you you, it's it's time for 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 Billich to really work with his with the you know with Henry and identify people that would work with the players we have. Otherwise, you will lose Lanzini at Christmas if we, you know, uh, if not in the summer already. I mean, and, it, and if the rumour about Zabaleta is, is true, it, they have clearly started work, Yeah, as they damn well should do. Uh, <clears throat> because, as, you, as you say, maybe last season was an anomaly because the mm. previous transfer windows haven't been bad. But this one was a shocker. Yeah. And we didn't, and then confronted with that problem, we then, I don't think... January was very good either. <laughs> so and I feel like we're looking at next season almost as if we've just come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's absolutely. With that kind yeah, of yeah. Oh, if we could just strengthen Consolidate, the year and, you know, yeah, as you yeah. say, we've got yeah. a spine if yeah. that all works, but then we have to rather than we should be we should be yeah. kicking on from mid table, really, shouldn't yeah. we? This window we need to sign players who can go into the first team, not players who can quote do a job, unquote. No. And that's been the problem. Um because palpably when pushes come to shove um, most of them couldn't do a job. Well, when you were looking at a team, well, um, not with, football, when right. you were looking at a team with, say, Faguli, Snodgrass, and Ayu in that sort of front four or five, uh, you know, I was feeling one of those should be much better, like a real, absolute Willian or, or you know, Hazard or matter or silver game changer but they're not they're three solid sort of professionals and that will get you mid to lower mid table mm. that's what you that's what you'll get with guys like that you've just got to have one or two superstar players actually i think i mean and kiyati next season if, <coughs> if we can keep him him and uh obiang you know, Noble might be slightly pushed out next season, mm. which makes him being captain especially difficult because Kiyati, they're young. You know, Obi and Kiyati are young. Mm. They're really good and they've got all the chops. And I think those two and Lanzini, you can build a team around that mm. three. Because it's about consistency. A lot of those players we've talked about, though, we, we mentioned Faguli just flickering. You know, mm, just mm, a little mm. bit here and there. I mean, I remember seeing Nordweit on one of those the very opening uh, Europa League games. And admittedly, I think it was a Donzali or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. He was running it from midfield. Right. He looked yeah, happy. Yeah. He thought, blimey, yeah. what have we got here? <coughs> then disappeared. And you know, Fletcher flickered a bit, didn't he? The game against Man United. You know, with these players just... All right there, Gordon. <laughs> sorry. The, the, the notion of Nordwright running a game <laughs> sorry, seems to have him over the edge. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I, I, I spoke out of turn. Yeah, I do apologise. No, and I apologise to these medics that are on their way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I Dungeons and Dragons. We're in this, this converted brothel. The air conditioning is playing havoc in my throat. I'm afraid. I, I think a lot of those players were bought for the Europa League. Would be yeah, my, yeah. Would be my yeah. observation. Yeah. And, yeah. and we got knocked out before we were in it. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, did, I didn't even get a trip to Malta this year out of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's let's hope there's some good business done in the transfer window. We might have to wrap this up. All that remains is predictions for uh, Burnley, which I'm going to. I'm going to that. I'm Gordon, going. You're going. You're yes, going. I'm going. Uh, yes. Well, you know, given that the uh, lap of honour has pretty much already happened. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's an incredulous look at us. Yeah, you're going yeah. to Burnley. They're going to. Who knew there were games left to play? As if to say why. And the, team the sad will, answer I've got is I've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> the team will run out holding their children up to the crowd. <laughs> the lap of honour while Burnley 
stick boards in the goal. You know, they've had a good season, Burnley, haven't they? And, and particularly at home. Well, and, yeah. and I think yeah. it, at any stage of this season, I wouldn't be expecting us to get anything out of no. it. So I'm damn well not expecting us to get anything after what's happened recently. Prediction, Mark? Uh, 2 0 Burnley. 2 0 Burnley. Three all crazy end of season, Ooh, no defending nonsense. <laughs> Gordon? Yeah, I was thinking of a high scoring draw. Two all, though. I two, quite all, as, two all. Quite as mad. I'm going to go for an optimistic uh, West Ham win. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> 3 2 to the Hammers. So the score will be 2 3, I say. Uh, that's about all we've got time for. Uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. Joining me this week, Gordon Thrower. Thank you for having me. Mark Sandow. Thank you. James Cairns. Thank you. Come on, you irons. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.